Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. And we're live. What is happening? Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo. Happy Monday to everybody, and I'm super pumped. As most of you seasoned vet listeners know, Mondays we release exclusive interviews with awesome, high-achieving thought leaders, people who are putting things into action, taking big chances and doing big things, and today is a first for the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast and, and an episode that I'm super jazzed about, an episode that was a ton of fun doing. And uh, that is my my conversation with the Smithson family. And yes, we actually recorded a conversation with uh, the, the Smithson family. And uh, I'm going to shed some light on each one of them here in a minute. But the conversation was absolutely fantastic. They share so many great great little nuggets of advice that I'm I'm really excited for you guys to get the chance to hear and to, to learn from and to take advantage of and to implement into what you have going on. Just an, an overall awesome family that has a lot to offer. You guys need to listen and, and really the whole episode is beneficial information that you can utilize in a major way. So without further ado, let's get into the, the bios here. So first, I'm going to start with Miss Abby Smithson. Abby is 11 years old. Yes, you guys heard that correctly. Abby is 11 years old, but she is killing it right now. Abby Smithson is an accomplished 11-year-old grade 6 student who had an idea after seeing her mother's ugly sandal tan. Thank you, Mom, for the idea. She thought that a heart-shaped tan line would be much prettier instead. So after presenting the idea to her entrepreneurial parents, Alan and Julie, whom we have both on the show, you guys better be getting as pumped as I am for this interview, she wrote a business marketing and sales plan and began designing the sandals with the mentorship of David Ben Sadoon, the president of the Aldo Group, and Robert Ott, the chair, the School of Fashion at the Ryerson University, made by Abbey Inc., which was incorporated in 2014, is the corporate entity responsible for the Abbey and the Love Sandals by Abbey Brands. So the company was officially launched in October of 2014 with a successful Indiegogo campaign partially sponsored by the shipping giant UPS. Let me just go into some of Abby's accomplishments, which are pretty freaking incredible. The Post City Toronto Top 20 Under 20, she sold over 1,300 pairs of shoes in her first year. The inaugural Entrepreneur Barbie Business Bursary winner, the youngest member of the Ryerson University Digital Media Zone, Fashion Zone. I mean, she's the youngest successful Indiegogo campaign, the youngest exhibitor at the FN Platform and Magic in Las Vegas. I can go on and on. As you guys can see, Abby is doing some crazy big things, and I'm super pumped for you guys to listen to my conversation with her and her wonderful parents. And so let's just get into to the parents. So first, I'm going to introduce Alan Smithson. Alan is the definition of a serial entrepreneur. Let me get into his bio here. 
So, Alan Smithson's life purpose is to educate and inspire the next generation of young leaders, which is exactly why I'm so pumped to have him on the show. Alan is an investor and entrepreneur based in Toronto, Canada. He invented the emulator DJ system. He is the author of two books. He is the CMO of his 11-year-old daughter's company, Love Sandal, and is the partner and CEO at Shock Creative. Alan and his wife, Julie, are working on their legacy project, an app-based education platform aimed at educating youth 11 to 18 on entrepreneurship with a focus on economic, social, and environmental responsibility, This program is called Unlimited Awesome Academy and will be launched to the public in 2017. Guys, we talk about the Unlimited Awesome Academy in today's interview. You're going to get an exclusive look at what Alan and Julie are doing. It's it's absolutely incredible. I'm super pumped. And Julie Smithson, whom I do not have a bio for, but she is an awesome entrepreneur mom. She has been involved in all the businesses that I just talked about in terms of what Alan was up to. She was right there as the partner. You guys are going to hear a lot from her in the interview as well. I am super jazzed to bring you guys this interview if you can't already tell. So let's just hop right on in. Guys, here is my conversation with Abby Allen and Julie Smithson. Enjoy. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Fuel 101. Now, guys, if you're looking for a book that's going to help give you a framework to succeed, to reach your goals, to accomplish those things you've always wanted to accomplish, to take that leap of faith, maybe get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, you know, you might be a person that isn't quite sold on personal development books, self-help books, maybe you're a young person who doesn't feel like the books relate to you, you could be any age, Rocket Fuel 101 is a six-step process that's going to propel you towards your goals and stop you from drifting through life. This is one of those books that's going to provide you with a framework. This six-step process is going to help you figure out your passions, pick a trajectory, you know, launch your mission, go ahead, set those goals, go 100% at it. You're going to bring people along with you. You're going to find a mastermind network. There's so many things that this book is going to give you. You do not want to miss out on getting a copy for yourself. And in sponsoring the show, Rocket Fuel 101 is going to give you 15% off any and all purchases of books, whether it be the hard copy or ebook. All you have to do is go to the Rocket Fuel 101 numbers, Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. Again, that's the Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. And when you're at the checkout, type in the promo code podcast. That's promo code podcast. You are going to receive 15% off your purchase. And this is something, it's not a one time deal. You will get this no matter how many purchases you make. All right, so here's what I want you guys to do in this order. Go to therocketfuel101book.com. Get yourself, your friends, your family, whoever you want, get them a copy of the book, enter promo code podcast, and start reading. You guys don't want to miss out on this. All right, and we are live. What is going on? Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo, and today is a family affair. I've got an awesome exclusive interview lined up for you guys, and we are here with Mr. Alan Smithson, Abby Smithson, and to tie it all up, Julie Smithson as well. What is going on, guys? Hey! hey. <laughs> and there's the crew. 
Thanks so much for having us. We also have Sammy Smiths in our pub. That's right. I forgot. We have we have literally the whole family on. I hope you guys are ready for a fantastic interview. This is uh, this is one I've been excited about for a while. The whole family is involved in a ton of really awesome stuff, and I can't wait to dive in. Amazing. We're really excited as well. All right. So, Alan, I, I want to get started with you. So, I mean, you are the definition of a serial entrepreneur. You have a ton of projects going on right now, and I, I'm very sure that you've had a ton of projects kind of come and go in the past. If you wouldn't mind just kind of enlightening my audience and myself on, you know, what led you on this process of being a serial entrepreneur and why you love it so much. Well, all right. I think we'll start from the beginning. I went to university for molecular biology, which is as far as you can get. <laughs> They're laughing at me because it's like, really? <laughs> so I went to school for molecular biology. My mom wanted me to be a doctor. So uh, that's what I did. I started going through science and, and kind of taking that route. But I was always looking for hacks and things. And uh, anyway, I ended up DJing. I ended up living with a group of DJs and ended up DJing all my way through university and I started a company called Star Productions and just DJing, you know, events around the school. I did the nightclubs on campus and stuff like that. And from that, I, um, you know, it was really exciting. I got to, to meet a lot of great, amazing people, got to go to some great parties, stuff like that. And um, always, I've always had that business ever since I was, you know, 18 years old. So that business is uh, is 20 years old this year. Wow. Yeah. So. Out of university, um, I had a real job for approximately a month. Um, it was <laughs> a the desk job. Yeah. It, was a it was a cubicle job. It was literally a cubicle where I had to sell some software that I didn't really care about. And <laughs> I had to be there at, you know, 8, 8.55. I had lunch or sorry, uh, coffee from 10 to 10.15, then lunch from 12 to 1, then another break from 3 to 3.15, and then I went home at 5. It was literally Torture. the most horrible thing I've ever had to do. And so the whole time I didn't sell anything. Um, but what it did do is give me credibility to say I was in a sales job. And the whole time I spent trying to find a pharmaceutical uh, rep position because that looked like a cool job that I could do. So it would, you know, it was a job that would combine science and business and everything. So um, got a job as a pharmaceutical rep, which was a really cool job because you could you know, make your own hours, you could do anything. And I ended up being really, really successful at that. I was the number one sales rep in the country for a couple of years. And then one, you know, in one day in June, uh, I think it was June 15th or something, uh, I had made my entire quota for the year by June 15th. Oh boy. Yeah, it was amazing. And so I was all excited. I ran into my, my boss's office and I said, Hey, you know, look at, look at this. I, I've made my target for the year. And she goes, yeah, that's great. I said, so now what, you know, are you going to reset my bonus or, you know, like, stretch goals or whatever it is and she goes no no you just keep going to work <laughs> and I yeah that's I was where, like that's where, it all began. <laughs> that's where it began I was like wait a second wait a second hold the phone so I did exactly what you told me I'd do in six months or five months and now you want me to just keep going to work so it was that moment there where I was like oh my god I can't can't do this so I took another job uh, with a different company it was the same thing and it was around that time I went on vacation and read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm, fantastic book, book. I know that book's kind of really been influential to a lot of people, but it really changed my life. It opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, if you're not building your dream, you're building somebody else's. And the other thing is, you know, the, just the simple idea of, of paying tax after expenses instead of before, that was a huge one for me. And I, I really kind of – that – resonated with me. So after that, I actually started a medical billing company called the Canadian Prepaid Medical Plan. 
Uh, we were the first block fee program in Canada. It was really cool. Uh, I was in the newspaper as the savior of medical care. And wow. then the next week, I was in the newspaper as the gadfly of medical care. So a gadfly is a fly that flies around poop. So <laughs> it, was a, it was an eye-opening experience to how media can, you know, one, one minute be on your side and the next against you. So um, that company lasted about three years. And I remember the day where I went into my accountant and uh, he, he basically said to me, you have to close this company. And I went out in my car and cried. And I sat there and I said, you know what, screw him. I don't, he doesn't know what he's talking about, stupid accountant. And then three months later, I had to close the company. So always listen to your accountants. They're actually smarter. And they, they don't see any emotions. They only see the numbers. There it is. So <clears throat> if a little snippet there. Yeah. From there, I, I went on to do some other things. My DJ business we had always. A yeah. Oh yeah. We <laughs> we opened the hostel. So she says, "Wait a second! Don't forget about this part." Yeah. You know, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I actually read Four Hour Workweek, and I was like, "Hey, I can do that." And I started um, a nutraceutical company, and you know, I kind of read the end of the book where he goes, "Don't do this," and I was like, "Oh shit! Yeah, should have read that first. <laughs> anyway, I started a nutraceutical company. That wasn't very fun. It was called Memory Plus. Actually, I just found a box of it. Um, downstairs, but anyway, long story short, that didn't work. My my family here is say, telling me to speed up. Well, because there's a lot to tell. There's a lot to tell. So I was <laughs> I was mountain biking at a ski resort near our house and realized there was no no hostel. So I said, hey, why don't we build a hostel? So we bought a huge chalet and we converted it into a 32 bed hostel, and that was amazing. And we were open for about two years, and then what happened was we didn't have the proper zoning. There's actually no zoning for a hostel in Ontario where we live. And so we were forced to close that down. So that was the third thing, I guess. And then um, from there, where did we go from there? <laughs> then it was Star Productions. Yeah, Star Productions. So we started uh, really focusing in on our DJ business and then doing a lot more AV and audiovisual. And then in, uh, well, I guess in June 2010, I saw a YouTube video of this guy playing on this amazing see-through touchscreen glass panel and I was like man I gotta buy one of those for my company and I called around phoned everywhere guitar center I phoned Long McQuaid in Canada I phoned everywhere I could nobody had even heard of it and at the time that thing had about a hundred thousand views this was 2010 yeah 2010 and um, now it's got over eight million views and uh, I ended up finding the guy who created the software and we made a partnership um, over email and Skype and we built Smithson Martin, which was the inventor of the world's most innovative DJ system. We so, basically invented touchscreen technology for the music industry. That is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kind of opened all the doors for us. It was really amazing. We, we really, really worked our butts off to, to get that off the ground and, and running. And it put us really on the map. It was really cool. And it was a hardware and software company, which if you, you know, if your listeners are listening Try to stick with software if you can because mm -hmm. hardware is a really tough racket. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if you get it right, then it's, uh, it's very lucrative. But if you, you know, mm -hmm. you're always chasing innovation, which is it's, it's difficult. But uh, we did that company. And then, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, we ran into some financial troubles with that company. We, we were just always pushing the limits of innovation and, and redoing the products. And we just kept running out of money. So put together a pitch. We actually ended up raising a million dollars, um, which was amazing. And what we realized after that, three months later, after due diligence, the company that had had pledged the money and signed the, the documents didn't have the money. 
Mm. So we're now kind of really running out of money, and we had about a six-month window. And again, and in the middle of negotiations, the other parties just literally went AWOL. They just disappeared and went radio silent. So I don't know what happened there. They just we couldn't find them. We still haven't heard from them. Wow. And so we, we ended up running out of money, and uh, we found this investor in Miami who uh, who agreed to you know fund the company. Julie, Abby's giving her, sticking her thumbs out and giving a thumbs down here. <laughs> yeah. So the investor that we brought on, he smelled blood in the water and he took uh, full advantage of it and uh, decided to take control of the company and I guess had a plan to, you know, to do his own thing with it anyway. But, uh, you know, long story short, he ended up getting control of the company and firing Julie at first and then firing me from the company. And that was uh, about a year ago now. Wow. So we Just both got fired year. from the company we, we founded that has our name on it, Smiths and Martin. And uh, that was that was heartbreaking, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. It was really, a heartbreaking really experience. And and I guess the lesson from that to your listeners is, you know, if you're gonna raise money, treat it like a marriage. Go for dinner, have some sex, do whatever you have to do to make sure that that partnership is right. Because what I learned was that investor, his philosophy was I win, everybody else loses. And I don't, I don't have that same philosophy. And I guess, you know, that's why he's, he's made a lot of money. But at the same time, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. So always make sure that whoever invests in your company, it is a marriage. You are locked together and you cannot get out of it. So Yeah, I think um, that's great advice. And I think also, too, you know, it's, it's a great point. I think that guy is going to be continually chasing fulfillment, which he'll ultimately never get because, you know, you made a great point. It's he wins and nobody else can win. If if he's winning, nobody else is allowed to win. Yeah, so yes. I think it's a great point that when you are going into something, it is a partnership, it is a marriage, and the, also the fact that everybody can come out on top and everybody can win if it's done the correct way. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another point there, alert <clears throat> lesson to be learned is to never name your company after your last name. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I I still own a percentage of the company, so I, I really do hope they do very well but at the same time we're you know, not involved at all in the day-to-day -day operations yeah. and we have no access to the company at all so yeah, yeah. so i wish them all the best and uh, i hope that one day they sell the company and i can get a paycheck from it yeah yeah there you go well that's all fantastic advice and so alan i mean you know you you've had setbacks and and things not go your way you know, along this journey, and what is it that keeps you and, and Julie? You can you can uh, chime in here as well. What is it that keeps you guys going? What is it that keeps you looking for the next opportunity? I know for me personally, early on in life, when you know I, I hit some sort of failure or obstacle, I would always get so down, and it'd be tough for me to to press on and, and do something else. What is it that keeps you guys going? Um, I can probably answer part of that. Um, the really cool thing about inventing touchscreen technology is that you get invited to some pretty awesome parties. <laughs> um, we've been very blessed with the fact that we've had these opportunities with, um, you know, first of all, in the music um, business and in the technology business, which is our true passion. We're doing everything that we love to do and some of the things that we've moved on to with our next company, Shot Creative. Um, you know, we have um, at Access for ourselves the best people in one of the most awesome environments of being in nightclubs and festivals and and talking about producing music in cool ways and performing so um 
cutting yeah. edge technology is is always going it's to be fun. cutting edge and you know luckily because of what we've done with with emulator and with uh smiths and martin we got invited to things like summit series we got invited to uh archangel academy which you were at that's where we met i uh, we got invited to mastermind talks we got invited to um a thing called curiosity camp which uh, is a camp that Eric Schmidt from Google puts on for his investor or his investors and his tech people and the companies that he invests in. And it's basically uh, a scout camp with no cell phone, no Wi-Fi. And you go for a couple of days and you, you meet all these amazing people. And one of those people that I met was Chris Milk, who's uh, one of the, you know, the fathers of virtual reality. And he let me try one of the virtual, virtual reality uh, headsets for the very first time there. And I got to see a Beck concert up close and it blew my mind. And I mm. said, I have to be part of that. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I have to be part of that. So fast forward two and a half years and here we are. We, we started a company called Shock Creative focused on doing um, marketing and branding stories through virtual reality. Man, that's a that's a fantastic story. And, you know, it's just always looking for the next opportunity and, and taking the positive of things I I really love that that you guys kept that attitude throughout. And so, what is it? I'm curious because you know you you hit on emulator, and that's the if you could just explain that really quick to the to the listeners. Sure, emulator is a giant piece of glass that's projected from the bottom. So it, it, we made a touchscreen that the DJ could perform on. It's 46 inches, so it's huge, and then the audience could actually see what the DJ is doing. So almost like a hologram. So they're playing in in you know on a see through piece of glass. A lot and, of people refer to it as Minority Report with the movie with Tom Cruise. And that's basically it. It's a, it's a touchscreen piece of glass where all the controls are made from there instead of... A, just Google emulator yeah. DJ. Done. Mm-hmm. There, you'll see it. Your viewers will be like, whoa, what is this crazy piece of glass? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I was like. I mean, I, I walked in and I saw you playing on it and I was like, oh my goodness, what is he doing with that with this touchscreen thing? I have no clue what's going on. It really is a fascinating deal. And um, so with this type of technology, with this cutting edge technology and the stuff that you're doing at Shock Creative, what is it that you see um, with this technology that, that you think is going to... Um, I guess uh, the question I'm trying to ask is what is it about this technology do you believe is going to propel the marketing world or what what about this technology is really moving business forward? So virtual reality, um, when when we kind of got involved in that, once you try once you try virtual reality, explaining it is like is like describing the color red to a blind person. It's impossible. Virtual reality is one of those things you have to try and you know, Facebook bought Oculus for $2 billion in 2014 and Magic Leap, which is another company coming on board, um, they have raised $1.4 billion. Samsung's giving away a million Gear VRs in the next year and a half. Um, They're giving them free when you buy their new phone. VR is here to stay and when you put the headset on, it transports you into a different world. So where I see the ultimate potential of that is education. So one of the things that, you know, I really saw this is, you know, we teach kids, okay, you know, they build the pyramids or, or World War II and we teach them about it in a textbook or in a movie. But imagine putting the goggles on and being there in a battlefield where bullets are whizzing by your head or being on the moon when the moon landing is there or standing there when they're building the pyramids, you know, figuring out these sorts of things. And instead of teaching kids, we're letting them experience it. And I think education to me is the biggest potential of virtual reality. 
I mean, right now it's it's mostly gaming and porn, but you know it will expand really, really fast. Um, Coke just did a thing this morning where they used their box to make a, a virtual reality. So you take the Coke box, you fold it up, and it's now a virtual reality headset. Um, you know, we actually pitched that's that to what, a client. That's what, that's what we're working. <laughs> so on. And that's the type of stuff we're working on, mm-hmm. and I think from brands telling compelling stories and, and engaging people. Um, you know, virtual reality has been described as the ultimate empathy machine because it really puts you in the shoes of somebody else. Uh, one of the experiences that just came out at uh, Sundance was um, was where you you walk across the line. It's called across the line, where you walk across a picket line of people standing outside of a pro-choice um, abortion clinic, and so you have to go into the abortion clinic and you're going in through the eyes of somebody getting yelled at, you know, all these people are, you know, aggressive throwing things at them and it really kind of instead of just watching it on TV, you feel it because you're standing there. And you are the person getting yelled at. It's really really unnerving Impact. yeah. and impactful. impactful. And I think if brands use this technology to tell compelling stories, I think that's where, you know, it really becomes amazing and and I think there is also the other side of that. If brands just start making this all about brands, it's going to suck. So, <laughs> you know, it's just going to become one big advertising like YouTube. You know, YouTube spent many years building YouTube's followers and that. And then they started doing advertising where VR needs to do the same. You need to build that that real base of followers before you start spamming them. Yeah, so I, I, hope, I hope that happens. Yeah. And I love what, what you talked about in terms of using it for education. I know – for me, school just really bored the hell out of me. I, I I couldn't sit still in class. There wasn't a lot that could keep my attention. And I know that if I was in those moments in history or whatever it is, it yep. would have made things a ton different. And one of the things that you're working on that I am super excited about is this Unlimited Awesome Academy. And so if you would please just kind of enlighten my audience on, on what it is that, that you're trying to accomplish with Unlimited Awesome Academy. So absolutely. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I guess the summer, you know, do you want to tell your story? I think it starts with Abby. Abby's here. She's uh, my 11-year-old prodigy daughter. And I say that with, with all respect and, and the fact that she's, <laughs> you know, she's my daughter and I'm a little biased. But at the same time, you know, she has been featured in Inc. Magazine. So I mean, she, Abby has an incredible story. And yes, I would <laughs> love to get to Abby. Abby, please shed some light on, on your story. You are, I mean... You are just one of those people who I, I heard your story and I couldn't get enough. So I think if t- Abby tells her story, then that'll lead into Unlimited Awesome because I, it really was because of her. Yeah. Okay. So um, in the summer of 2013, when I was nine, um, after inventors camp, I noticed my mom had ugly tan lines on the top of her foot. And I thought it would be better to have heart-shaped tan lines instead. So that's where I came up with the idea of the love sandal and that is my company fantastic and um so thank you mom i guess really for that that business idea huh yeah yeah (laughs) so abby real quick i want to ask you a question then alan we can get back to how that plays into unlimited (laughs) awesome academy but abby what you know how how do you feel being an entrepreneur at your I mean you're 11 years old right now. How does it feel to be an entrepreneur? What is your favorite part about it? Is it the creativity? Is it the creating something from nothing? What is your favorite part about it? Um well, I really like designing the actual product and designing websites and stuff like that. Sort of 
more of, of the creative side. Um, yeah. What that, part don't you like, I think? Oh, that's... Um, that's a long <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. Like any other entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, don't really like um, talking on stages, um, performing in front of people. And Although, wait a sec, you want to be a singer, though. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but yeah. And I don't know. What other things don't I like? What do you oh, love? I, I like... Well, I like designing and stuff. I like drawing and art. That's awesome. And so is this was this like the first thing that you uh you took on as kind of a business or did you have, you know, the the lemonade stands and all that stuff when you were growing up or was this kind of your first business venture? Uh well, this was sort of the first one that I was really passionate about. This is the first one I really got like what's that word? Excited. Yeah, excited and involved in, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point because I, you know, and that's something that uh that I experienced myself. You know, my my dad's an entrepreneur and uh one of the things that he always did, which I'm sure your dad has done for you, which I'm super grateful for now, is he pushed me to do a lot of different things and get involved in a lot of different activities. I mean, we sold parking spaces for a golf event that took place near his office. I put on a kid's basketball camp when I was in high school and I played basketball, a lot of different things. And some of which I enjoyed and some of which I think was more my dad just trying to instill some, some business lessons to me. And, um, I think it's really cool that, that you found this thing that you love to do. And I mean, do you plan on, um, you know, kind of doing more than just shoes? Do you really like, uh, just designing shoes, or are you interested in designing clothing? Uh, what does that look like for you? Uh, well, I really like designing shoes right now, and we are designing a new collection for next year. Uh, but then maybe after that, I would like to design something else, maybe clothing or jewelry, but I really haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, that's awesome. And what when did when exactly is the new uh collection coming out? And um, 2017. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we are all going to be be on the lookout for that. Abby, I have one more question for you. What um what's the best advice that you've gotten from your mom and dad in terms of of all this entrepreneurial stuff that you're doing? Or what's the advice that they continue to give you? Dream big. I'll like dream big and follow your heart. Most. That is fantastic yeah. advice. <laughs> she she had a look of panic there for a second. What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> but I think, um, and this is a good tie-in to the to the Unlimited Awesome Academy is that every day, um, Abby's usually a part of at least one com- business conversation that we have. Yep. Um, Abby's been. A voice of sometime opinion and um, support with regards to our business decisions. She knows she knows what happened with all of our companies um, yep. with regards to the business deals and some of the, the you know the things that we've been going through. And- we didn't hide anything. So even when uh, we were being fired from our own company, um, Abby, you know, she was part of that. She yeah. she She's- she was part of the conversation because you know if you're going to be a business owner, that you need to know the good, the bad, and the ugly and mm-hmm. I think, you know, 
one of the things that I I wanted to do with this, I didn't care if she was successful or didn't, but it was going through the process of building a business from nothing, building a business plan, building a strategy, building a product, selling the product, you know, failing along the way, making, you know, in one week right before we launched our Indigo or her Indiegogo campaign, she had her PR person and um, the assistant that was helping with everything quit mm. the week before the the, the, launch, know, of the launch of the Indiegogo campaign. So yeah. it was like, ah. So yeah, Abby's, Abby's <clears throat> been through quite a few things. and um, We had a crazy PR guy she had to yeah, fire. That yeah, was, that was interesting. <laughs> she's been through a, yeah, we had a, a small <clears throat> lawsuit. Okay. Um, but uh, right from the beginning, when we started this, when she was nine years old, we taught her about every single process of starting a business, starting um, the company name is called Made by Abby Inc. And uh, the product is the Love Sandal. And we taught her everything from building the shoes into prototypes and working with a designer in China. Um, we, we taught her how to deal with a logistics company, shipping companies. Remember, remember we talked about what was one of the things that you, um, that you had mentioned about mentorship. How important it was. Oh, yeah. Um, well, mentors can always um, introduce you to other mentors who can introduce you to other mentors. And then you have, like, all of these connections and people to, and people yeah. to work with. Worth, work with. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you, that's great advice, Abby. And I, I think that's the best way that it can be broken down. I think a lot of people overcomplicate networking. And just how you just put it, I mean, you meet somebody who introduces you to somebody else who introduces you to somebody else. And that's ultimately how business and how the, the world kind of goes around. I think for you to have all these lessons being shared with you and you learning them firsthand at, at your age is going is putting you. I mean, I, I know you probably hear this all the time, but it's putting you leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else. I mean, you are going to be so well prepared and you already are so well prepared. So I, I really want to congratulate you on what you're doing. It is a, it is a pretty big deal and you're doing a, a really awesome job. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She just, I'll let her tell you about the deal we just signed with. Um... Oh yeah. Uh, we signed a deal to, my shoes are going to be on hbc.com. Com. Which is Hudson's Bay Corporation, which is Canada's oldest and largest retailer. That is awesome, Abby. Good for you. I mean, and how, I mean, how many people who are you know in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties have that as a dream, and you know don't understand how to how to make that happen? I mean, for you to have already done that, I am very very excited to see what is in store for you in the future. I, I can't wait to see all that you accomplish. I think I think you're doing an incredible incredible job. Thank you. You're Abby knows welcome. that we've we've kind of made her a bit of a guinea pig. Um her and her, her and her sister. I know that I know you don't like that word, but they really are um They're our experimentation. Yeah, we've managed to put them into um really good places of education that will only help them and prepare them for the future. So that's when Alan and I said, you know what, if we can teach our kid how to do these things, why can't we help others? And maybe you can lead off as from the festival, um, yeah, the absolutely. waterfront festival. So you know, uh, Abby had this waterfront festival where we we're going to sell her shoes, and um, we got a little ten by ten tent, and we set it up, and we had uh, a few of her friends said, "Hey, we want to come help." So we brought them down to help sell shoes, 
So we set up this beautiful little display and Abby and her friends were selling shoes. Now her friends are 10, 11, 12. And these kids were, you know, they were awesome. They, they just they showed up. But to be honest, they were absolutely terrible salespeople. They were like shoving shoes in people's face going, hey, you want to buy some shoes? Hey, you want to buy some shoes? And, you know, in the morning, I think they sold one pair of shoes. It was terrible. And so I remember thinking, okay, well, I've got to, I got to teach these kids something. So I pulled them aside and I said, okay, you know, when you talk to people, tell them the story. This is our, my friend, Abby. She's, you know, at the time, 10 years old, she's, uh, she's invented these sandals and, you know, they come in these two styles, these colors, which ones do you like the best? Then the person would select, they'd say, okay, what color, what style, what size? And then they'd go and get the pair of shoes, put them down in front of the person, get them to try them on. And by doing those little kind of micro qualifications, now you've got somebody standing with their feet in the shoes. And then the question was, are they comfortable? Oh, they're amazing. Great. How many pairs would you like to buy? And it was really a, a really truncated sales uh, lesson. But these kids turned around and oh, and the, the key to this was we offered them a commission. <laughs> $5 per pair. So whatever pair they sold, sold they got five pair, $5. So these kids went out and they ended up selling 40 pairs of shoes that afternoon. It was insane. They were like sales ninjas. <laughs> it was really, really beautiful to watch. And it was at that moment, the next day, I said, oh, my God, you know, if, if we can teach kids to do this in, you know, a 15-minute lesson, imagine what we could do if we had a full, you know, lesson plan around building their entire mentality around entrepreneurship. So positivity, independent learning you know, business planning, accountability, communication, visual, visualization, life planning, networking, leadership, setting goals, you know, those types of things, persistence. And if you really built a program to drive that mentality early on in life, because there's a lot of entrepreneurship programs that start at 18 years old. And by then we already have a lot of pre-programmed thoughts that don't allow us to, to really, really thrive. And in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, why didn't somebody teach me this stuff when I was 10 years old? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sure every entrepreneur listening says the same thing. Like, why didn't I learn this skill when I was younger? And if I had only learned these skills when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, my life would be on a trajectory to the moon, literally to the moon. Yeah. And, and so, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And I just want to, so how is this different from regular schooling? And we, we talked about this at the Archangel event. And, you know, there's just there's a lot of issues with the way that schooling is done today. And so why is this so much better than, than the way that it's being taught to kids now? Uh, it's not better. It's just not being taught to kids now. Yeah. So um, schools teach you not to fail. Entrepreneurship teaches you to fail and get up and learn from it. You know, school teaches you... Um, what to be when you get older. What do you want to be when you get older? We want to know what do you love to do right now? Right now. What is it you love to do and do that? You know, school prepares you to get a job. There are no jobs. You know, when, they, when, when we created the schooling system in the 1800s, we needed factories full of people. We needed worker bees and school was a great way to increase the productivity of those worker bees. But the problem that we're going to have now is if we don't change the fact that, well, you know what, the problem is that the school system hasn't changed, that it's simple. 
And that is not a bad thing. It's, you know, just the school system is very, very large industrial system that needs to kind of shift over, you know, decades. And so, you know, we looked at kind of going the school system route and it was impossible. It would be 20 years before we made any impact. So we decided to do something completely separate from the school system and that's the Unlimited Awesome Academy. So it's completely separate. It teaches, you know, uh, meditation, gratitude. You know, gratitude is such a big part and if I had, you know, one of the things that I do every day is I fill out my five-minute journal, which, you know, was written by a couple friends of mine, UJ and Alex. And the five-minute journal literally asks you three questions. What are you, the three things you're grateful for? So you write them down. And then, you know, um, what, are, what are three great things that could happen today or that you would like to happen today? And then the last question is, I am, and it's an, you know, an affirmation. And I think that simple thing there has really given me an amazing ability to to get negative thoughts out of my head. And one of the, you know, we've broken down these little bite-sized snippets for kids. So things like uh, make the news, don't watch the news, and only 10s. Surround yourself with people who are 10s. You know, anybody who's not a 10, you need to kind of leave them behind. You really can't be, you know, letting people drag you down. And so it's really, really uh, important that we teach these lessons to kids early on in life. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge advocate of the five-minute journal. We talk about that a lot on the show, and I think you're so right. It's the little things like that. It's the gratitude. It's the affirmations. It's the meditation, and I think one of the things that we talk about a lot at the Yield Mastermind group and on this podcast is the power of the mastermind principle, which is what you just hit on, you know, surrounding yourself with only tens. I think, man, if I had heard that advice when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I mean, it, it makes so much sense now. But yeah. hearing it then, it's like, wow, what a huge difference that would make. And my parents right? always told me, oh, you shouldn't <laughs> hang around those people. But I never understood why. You know, and I think it, we our parents taught us the best the way they could. And they always taught us the negative everything. Don't do this. Don't yep. do that. Don't do this. And I'm teaching my kids, look, you know, do this because this is success. This is what leads you to success. And one of the the things that I, I realized this year um, was really, really an eye-opener to me is I've read literally hundreds of business books and I have boxes of them. And, I, and I, we were moving recently because, well, we um, – oh, shit. We lost our house to uh, a loan that we signed for Smiths & Martin. So, yeah, don't personally sign loans and always have your lawyer review loans before you sign them. Good advice. So, yeah, so we were homeless for a month, which sucked. But anyway – while we were moving, I opened up all these books of bo- boxes of books and I was like, okay, here's all these business books. And what I realized, because in the last year, I started reading success books, mainly because I went to Archangel Academy and all these free books were given to me. And I was like, oh, I'll read these books. You know, the people I met, may as well read them. And what I realized is business principles and success principles are taught mutually exclusive for some reason. So business, marketing, sales, strategy, finance, those are all taught separate from meditation, um, you know, abundance, gratitude, positivity, integrity. They're taught mutually exclusive for whatever reason. And I want to bring a program together that teaches all of it together and does so by, you know, doing daily habits. And really, success is just accumulation of daily habits, uh, of the right daily habits. Yeah, and it, when you when you brought that up to me at the Archangel Academy about how success books and business books are, you know, these 
exclusive deals they don't they don't commingle i it was it was like the you know the blindfold was taken off i was like wait a second you're right i've read all these books and for some reason books don't tell me how to do both and i think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic i'm excited to see what comes of it and so alan you know my last question for you if if you had to share one piece of advice to your younger self or to someone abby's age what would that one piece of advice be and why I think the the one piece of advice would be to do what you love always. Doesn't matter what it is in life. If you love drawing, then you should do that. If you love, you know, sailing, you should do that. If you love jumping out of airplanes, you should do that. And I think if more people in the world just did what exactly what they love, then the world would be a much more positive amazing place. And, you know, for me, this Unlimited Awesome Academy, I, I could talk for hours on this, but, you know, it's it's more than just doing what you love. It's being successful at what you love by making, making a business out of it and figuring out how to monetize that early on. Because it's great that you, you want to be a dancer, but, you know, there's so many ways to do what you love in being a dancer. You can open a dance school, you could teach dance, you could you know, there's tons and tons of things. You could be a professional dancer. You could be a, you know, ballerina. Whatever it is you want to do, you can do those things. But you have to really have a plan to do that. And I think the, the best advice I can get, give anybody is really, really dream big. So whatever it is you want to do, look at it and go, okay, where do I want to be in five years? I want to be here. Okay, where do I want to be in five years if I were to have, if money was no object and I had $100 million in the bank, where would I be then? And I think if you start thinking like that, you really, really, you know, start thinking bigger than than yourself. Because if you had a hundred million dollars in the in your bank, you can do something you love and impact and change the world. And I think that's why I really want to make this happen. Our goal with Unlimited Awesome Academy is to educate a million kids who go on to create a trillion dollars in value in a socially, economically, and environmentally sustainable way. That's a, I mean, I, I commend you for that. That's an awesome, an awesome thing that you're doing. And that advice is is totally sage. I mean, that is advice that every single person can benefit from. And I, I feel like sometimes I talk until I'm blue in the face about that stuff and just going after what you're really passionate about. But you're so right. If everyone just did that, what difference would that make in the world? I think the world would be a totally different place. And so, Julie, I'll ask you the same question. If, if you could go back and share some advice with your younger self or with someone like, like Abby's age, what would that advice be and why? Um, well, I think Alan kind of stole mine because I was going through my head. If he asks me, this is what I'm going to say. But um, So I guess it is the same belief. Hey, great minds uh, think alike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's part of this program is to help kids realize what they like to do and what they – um, you know, discovering what their superpowers are. This is something that we ask every, all of our friends and all the new people that we meet is what are your superpowers? What are you good at? What is something that you and only you can do? And then monetize that in a business sense and, and bring that energy to, you know, to the public and, and make a business for yourself. And that's how you're going to live a positive life. That's fantastic information. Thank you for sharing. And Abby, you are last on my list. What If you could share one thing with my audience, what would it be, Abby? Um, well, 
Wow, it's okay. Back to you again. pretty much the same thing. <laughs> um, well, dream big so, and always follow your heart and do what you love to do. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love the the synchronicity that you guys all have together. I think it's totally awesome that you guys involve each other in everything that you guys have going on. And obviously, I can see that just from the the flow of, of the way this show went. Thank you guys so much for coming on. And Alan, real quick, if you wouldn't mind just sharing with my audience, where can people find out more about you and Julie and Abby and what you guys are all up to? Sure, absolutely. So we have three companies right now. We have Shock Creative, which um, is S-H-O-K-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E.com, Shock, and it's with two Ks, Shock Creative. And that's our virtual reality marketing agency. And then Love Sandal, Abby's company, is lovesandal.com. And then the Unlimited Awesome Academy, the website's not up, but it will be up uh, very shortly. That's unlimitedawesome.com. Fantastic. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on my show today. I really appreciate it. I know the audience has gained a ton from hearing this, this uh, conversation. Thanks thank for having you. Thank you. Of course. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. <laughs>